Welcome to Difference Makers, where we bring you profound and enlightening conversations with remarkable people who make a difference through innovative and inspiring charity work. On this podcast, you'll hear the incredible stories of real-life Difference Makers, learn about the worthy causes and charities they support, and discover how charity work changes lives for the better. We can all make a difference. It doesn't have to be big in order to have an impact. We're a testament to that, that we started small and we wouldn't be able to reach everybody that we do without the help of others. I'm Aldis Harris, and in this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Paula Faust, Executive Director of Baby Bundles, who's making a difference by providing baby essentials to families in financial need. Well, welcome, Paula. Thank you for joining us today on Difference Makers. Thank you, Al, for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, we're excited to hear about the organization. We want to hear, obviously, about the great work you're doing, and we'd love to learn a little bit about how the organization was started and learn a little bit about your founders. So if you wouldn't mind, would you just start with an overview of the organization Baby Bundles? Yes, I'd be glad to. So... In 2010, there were three women who were friends that each among them had experienced the loss of five babies. And they were talking and comforting one another and decided that they wanted to do something that was positive out of their sadness They didn't want the death of those five babies, Mary, Sarah, Joseph, Catherine, and Lo, to be just a sad part. They wanted something uh, good to come of that. So they decided that they were going to put together what we refer to as a baby shower in a bag and deliver it to the hospitals to mothers who struggled financially. And so in in um, the spring of 2011, they delivered 25 bundles. And the organization then uh, has just developed from there so that this year we will give out 1,650 bundles to mothers who live at or below the poverty line. And what has gone into the bundle has grown over the years, as well as the number of bundles distributed. We put 40 items in the bundles. Uh, Each bundle is valued at $305 and includes onesies, outfits, and pajamas in three different sizes. So they each mother will get two onesies that are birth to six months, two pairs of pajamas that same size, and two outfits that are birth to six months. Then they get two sets of six to nine month onesies, pajamas, and outfits, and two sets of 12 to 18 month size onesies, pajamas, and outfits. In addition to those items, they receive um, bibs, burp cloths, hats, socks, 
receiving blankets, developmental toys, children's books, and we top it off with a heavy handmade blanket in each bundle. Wow. So these bundles have, you said, upward of $300 worth of items, but they're not, you know, oftentimes we hear of care packages, which are wonderful in and of themselves, but these are things that the mothers can actually use not only day one or in the first few weeks of the birth of their child, but for literally months to come during that early stage of infancy. Yes, we like to supply them with items that'll take them at least through the first year. And you said in the first year, which was 2011, it was 25 bundles and now it's over 1,600. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So the bundles at... $305 each with $1,650, that's $503,000 worth of merchandise that we'll distribute this year. And next year, we are looking at growing that to 2,000 bundles. Wow. I'm, I'm assuming starting from year one, you've just seen exponential growth year in and year out. Is that right? Yes. In Mecklenburg County, where Baby Bundles is located. There are over 7,000 babies born on Medicaid um, each year. So we are not reaching all by any means, but we are making a dent to those with the biggest need. Okay, so let's just get the geography down for our listeners because we have the Difference Makers community as a, across the country and international listeners as well. You're located in North Carolina, is that correct? Right. We are in Charlotte, North Carolina, in Mecklenburg County. And currently, do you have partnerships with one or several hospitals in Mecklenburg? Is that the case? Yes. There are two main hospital systems in um, the greater Charlotte area. And so the way we distribute the bundles, we only, at Baby Bundles, we only have myself as the director, and a part-time program and volunteer coordinator. So we wouldn't be able to manage all of the ordering and putting together and distributing the bundles. So what we do is partner with 18 other community agencies that are all nonprofits who have programs specifically for uh, expectant mothers who live at or below the poverty line. So they have the mechanism to to identify and distribute those bundles. So we give those agencies the bundles and they distribute them through their program. So some of them are refugee programs, some are programs for unwed mothers, for teenage pregnancies, the hospitals, and other social service agencies, and um, programs in schools, and um, programs that house homeless mothers who are expecting And every year they tell us this is how many bundles we anticipate that we would need this next year. And we build our budget from there and then, you know, decide, okay, they may say, I would like to have 
I mean, I've had agencies say we would like to have 3,000 bundles. Well, we don't we don't give 3000 so we divide it up among those 18 agencies and um every quarter they can you know it's divided up and they come pick up the bundles and then they distribute them i love it so you're you're obviously developing relationships out in the community with these other organizations partnering with them not duplicating efforts but joining forces to make sure the work gets done yes And I love that model because when someone gives to baby bundles or volunteers for baby bundles, they're really volunteering or giving to 19 charities in our community. And you said 3,000, you're not quite there yet, but it looks like if you keep up this growth, the trajectory, God willing, you will be in time able to meet those needs. But then the inverse or the flip side to that is why is there so much need. You know, obviously it's heartbreaking to hear there's that much need, but it sounds like there just there just is currently. Yes, and you know, especially in 2020 and so far in 2021 with COVID and the impact of job loss, we have seen more and more uh, individuals who are homeless or living in a hotel and have nothing for their baby. That is, it's so hard when I had my children, you know, my nursery, the wallpaper and the bumper pads and the clothes, everything matched and was monogrammed and ready. It's hard to imagine bringing a baby home and not having anything. Recently, I met a young woman who Her baby was four weeks old. She'd had a little boy. She was living in a hotel, um, had lost her job because of COVID. And she had gone to the emergency room to deliver her baby, left a few hours after he was born. And for four weeks, when I met her, the only thing she had was diapers, the the T-shirt and the receiving blanket that the hospital had put him in when he was born. Oh, my. So when she received her bundle, you know, it wasn't 40 items. It was hope mm-hmm. uh, for her and clothes and, and things that she needed to be able to take care of her baby. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, there's there's a lot I want to unpack here. Um, I'm really curious when you when you threw out that number six over sixteen hundred, which with the cost of the bundle would be a, essentially five hundred thousand dollars. So let's start there. Where does this organization, a small organization in Mecklenburg County, North Carolina, where where do you have access to those funds? Is this just some type of fundraising that you do within your community? Is this the charity of your of your supporters? Is this through? Um, the partnerships that you have. So what, what is the source of funding? Well, it is all through fundraising. So we have um, fundraising efforts throughout the year. And, you know, that's, if I spent a lot of time thinking about it, that would keep me up at night that, oh, I have to raise this amount of money. <laughs> yeah. But we have, we're just fortunate and blessed that we have, the support of our community. And um, 
we have been able to raise the funds every year and, you know, every year it grows. Um, you know, if we do grow to 2000 bundles next year, that's $610,000 to raise, but we have been able to do it every year. And with only one and a half, um, staff members, our administrative costs are low. Yeah, I'd I'd imagine. (laughs) And, you know, we we order merchandise wholesale, mm-hmm. and we have partnered with other companies who will sell at a reduced rate overstock items, or let's say they do a run of pajamas and the color's not right then they sell those. And so we are able to make purchases uh, below cost. And that helps us a lot. That's amazing. That's amazing that you have these 18 organizations that you partner with. It sounds like they're bringing a lot to the table and we're thankful for that. But I thought you were going to tell me they were helping with the fundraising piece. The fact that you and your one and a half member staff <laughs> are raising five, dollars $600,000 a year, it's amazing. It's a testament to the hard work you're putting into this. And um, I tip my cap to you. Um, someone coming from the nonprofit and fundraising world, um, I know that you're doing some really incredible work. Those numbers are really, really impressive. Well, we have a wonderful board of uh, 15 board members, and they they are very involved. They are not just a, a rubber stamp. They are active and involved in the fundraising, and that is – we couldn't do it without them. That's That's amazing. Any big events or campaigns coming up over the next 6 to 12 months? Well, yes, in Charlotte, every year for the last 32 years, this will be the 33rd year, there is what is called Nutcracker Ball. And it is a ball for third through sixth graders. And this year, Baby Bundles is the recipient of the proceeds from that ball. And that ball passes from charity to charity. So each charity has it for three years. So Baby Bundles, this is our first year, and we will have that for the next three years. And we line up sponsors and um, donors to support the ball. So that is exciting. But we are in, this next year will be our 10th year. Every spring, we host beverages and bundles. It is a coffee and it lasts one hour. And this past year it was virtual. Mm -hmm. And in one hour, uh, we raised $215,000. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. In 2020, we were one of the last charities to have a large in-person event, and we had 542 people gather in February of 2019 before everything shut down. So, um, like I said, we are very fortunate to have a community that that supports the efforts. Oh, that's wonderful. How can, if, if our listeners want to support, obviously, if they're local on the ground, it sounds like some great 
events, not only that you're doing annually, but the Nutcracker Ball. But if they don't live in North Carolina, how could they support these two upcoming campaigns? Well, our website is babybundlesnc.org. And they can always donate. This past year, uh, I mentioned earlier that we put a heavy handmade blanket in each bundle. Mm -hmm. We have individuals who make, it's called a no-sew blanket. And it's out of fleece. And um, the instructions are on our website under the volunteer tab. And this past year, I received blankets from individuals in Michigan, Colorado, Virginia, Florida, and Nevada. So individuals, some of them have family members that live here and have found out. Some work for companies that post volunteer opportunities on their company website. And it just amazes me when I get a package and it's, you know, 20 blankets that were made by people who live in a retirement community in Michigan. And they made blankets and sent them to us. So, It always surprises me, and it's like Christmas um, when I get a package like that. Yeah, I I tell you, if you if you do good work like like you all are doing, and you can share that message, and people hear it and learn about it, I really I'm just always impressed by the American people how they do rally to support a good cause and will step up when needed. So it's great to hear and I'm hoping just you sharing your message here today with our community will lead to some more support in that regard. In 2020, we had individuals whom they couldn't we weren't gathering, they weren't coming to the warehouse to volunteer and we received over 870 blankets. Wow. <laughs> that's but, that's awesome. You know, we're giving out 1,650 bundles, so that's 1,650 blankets. And some make the no-sew blankets. We have some who hand knit blankets, and they just they're just beautiful. I'm so thrilled that we're able to give something so beautiful and handmade. Um, to each of these mothers. And we put a card in each bundle that talks about those five babies and that this is done in their memory. Hmm. Um, So that's special that they know why and where it's coming from. Thank you. You know, thank you for mentioning that because, you know, obviously the work is phenomenal on so many levels, but the, the the human piece to this and you know the reason that these three ladies Emily Heather and Kat started the organization it's something we have to always keep front of mind so if you wouldn't mind could you tell us a little bit more about Emily Heather and Kat and their journey starting this organization and just their involvement today as well they are still very involved and um, you know they had either had miscarriages or had a baby that died shortly after birth. They all went on to have other children, and their children are involved. Their children come every year to our Beverages and Bundles event and 
have participated. Um, Heather's children, she has one that's in college and two in high school now, and the others have children in middle school. So they come and volunteer and they participate in our fundraising efforts. And I love that. Many of our board members also um, experience the death of a child. Mm. I had twins who were born and um, one of my daughters, Emily, died at birth. And so, you know, it was the organization was close to my heart um, when I learned about them. There's not a word for a parent that loses a child. You know, when you are a child and lose a parent, you're an orphan. When you lose a spouse, you're a widow or a widower. But there's not a word for a parent that's lost a child. And there's a feeling that nobody knows about that child because, you know, they they don't see that absence unless they knew you um, when you were were expecting. And so this is really a way to honor the memory of those children. And that's that's um, something that fills a hole in your heart when you can do that. Thank you for sharing that. A way to honor the children. And that is so important. Thank you for sharing your personal journey as well. And I'm curious, so is, is that what drew you to the organization? Well, I had worked in nonprofit for 25 years. And my positions had always involved, I had always worked with families and senior adults, specifically uh, individuals with Alzheimer's disease. And um, after 27 years, it I loved doing it. I loved working with the patients and with their families. But it did start to take a toll, which told me you know, when it's wearing on you, then it's time for a change. So I was on a break and um, had a friend who knew about baby bundles and called and said, you know, they're looking for their first executive director full time. And it's so different from what you've ever done. But you might be interested. And so I met with them. And because of my experience of losing a daughter and hearing their story, and it was such a happy experience, you know, to be able to give these mothers um, something. And I love babies. And it just, you know, when I heard their story, it, I was hooked. Oh, that's wonderful. What year did you come to the organization? I joined in 2019. Okay, great. So I I was looking at some of the things on the website, and one thing in particular struck me. It says, clothing newborns with love. I thought that was really nice. I'm and Not only is it just really capture what you're doing, but from a marketing standpoint, uh, somebody knocked it out of the park with that one. <laughs> so I really, I appreciate 
not only um, the work you're doing, but the messaging, because obviously we, we have to share these stories and we need to let people know the good work that's being done so that more people can um, get involved and support the cause. So you're obviously, you know, come to this organization a few years back with this tremendous amount of nonprofit experience. I'm curious to know, when you came, were there some things that you added or brought some new ideas? Um, it sounds like they already had a really great system working and they were on the right trajectory. But as a nonprofit professional, what kind of things did you bring and were excited to bring to this organization? I think the main thing I brought was just the vision of where we could go. When Kat and Emily and Heather started it, they, you know, they were overwhelmed with the growth. And then they had, it had grown to a part-time, one part-time employee. But in order to take it to the next level, the board had to step out on faith, really, and hire someone full-time, which was a big step for them. Sure. So in my two and a half years, being able to be there full time and being able to be responsive to leads and develop those leads, that helped us really take our annual fundraiser to a new level. Mm-hmm. And um, as you do that, then your da- donor base grows and... Um, Energy produces energy. That's you know, right. I right. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And um, so it wasn't that that they weren't doing the right things before. They were. You just had to have someone full time dedicated to it to really keep it going. That's well said. It seems from everything I've I've learned about the organization that the founders really built this wonderful organization and built this incredible foundation. But it does take somebody to be there day in and day out and put in the the work to develop those relationships and to continue to grow. And they found the right person for the job, that's for sure. So I commend you on the work you're doing. I, I am curious, though, you were working in a very different area of nonprofit uh, previously. So how is this work um, benefited you or made you feel or or what has it done for you that's different than the work you were doing previously? A long time ago, when I would give a talk, I would say, I love old people and babies and I tolerate everyone in between. <laughs> um, and so I do love babies and I I love knowing that we're giving these people some hope and that they're not alone, and that there are people that care about them. And that's one of the things that really strikes me when when I do have the opportunity to meet um, some of the recipients. While we do distribute the majority of our bundles through these community partners, we do have individuals who reach out. And um, so I, I have opportunity from time to time to meet them. And the thing that that they always say is, I just didn't know that people cared that don't even know me. And that's very uh, rewarding to be able to pass that on. 
And we know that bringing home a baby is a stressful time for any family uh, with all the change and uh, the expenses. But when you add poverty on top of it, it should be a happy time, but it can be a very stressful time for these families. And so, you know, when we can do something that eases that stress just a little bit, then it's going to help that baby have a healthier start. We know that a baby experiences, when a mother experiences stress, the baby experiences that in utero. And so, you know, there's one of our partners that they have two clinics for mothers who are on Medicaid. Mm -hmm. And they have programs for these mothers that are they are able to take parenting classes and they get prenatal care. And their graduation for completing that program is a baby bundle. <laughs> and I love that and love that we can be part of giving them that uh, hope. You know, you said something that really caught me by surprise um, when you said that one of the recipients of the baby bundle was surprised that someone who didn't know them would help them. And it's interesting to hear something like that. It, it, it kind of, it's very profound, obviously, and it's eye-opening, but also sad that people th feel as though they're so isolated and alone. And, you know, I, I, I wonder, is there a way to, not only from the perspective of giving the actual physical bundle, but also to have that kind of follow-up and touch point and connection with the mothers to let them know ongoing that there is somebody there for them. There's an organization that supports them. There are people that love them. Yes. Some of the organizations, they work with those mothers through the baby's first year of life, helping them and continue with uh, parenting and self-care. So it isn't just you know, some of the organizations, they are just touching them for a, a certain period of time, but others, it's an ongoing relationship, at least through the first year of life. And some of the programs, um, even beyond that, there's um, an agency that works with teenage pregnancies through the school systems. As long as that young woman is earning her high school diploma, they're working with her and helping resource and support. Oh, that's nice. That's really great to hear. I am curious, you came with a tremendous amount of nonprofit experience to this role, and I'm sure you've seen so many different things over the years from the nonprofit perspective, fundraising perspective, development work, but is there something in particular that you learned through this job that has been eye-opening or surprising to you? This role is the first one where the model of a nonprofit supporting so many other nonprofits. Mm -hmm. At first, I had to get used to the idea that we were giving so much goodwill to other nonprofits mm -hmm. and get comfortable with the idea that 
we don't have that direct relationship with the clients because this was the first time that had ever happened. And um, so honestly, I had to come to terms with that, that, that I was okay with that, that it was, that's not what it was about. So that was different for me. It sounds like it's a different kind of model from what you're used to, but I completely understand why that model is the most effective model for baby bundles. Uh I mean, having those partner organizations out in the community who are doing different pieces of that holistic approach that you're that you're taking to these mothers and their children, it makes a lot of sense. It sounds like it's just the most effective way to achieve the goals. Well, and when I told the board, you know, that I was going to promote that when someone gives to baby bundles, they're giving to 19 nonprofits. They hadn't thought of that Mm. before. And they were like, that's right. Um, And we should be getting that message out. Um, The positive thing is that we're impacting, you know, we have a wider reach. You know, each of those nonprofits has their own fundraising efforts that they're doing. The only thing we ask of those partners is that at some point, during the year, they will give some recognition to the contribution that Baby Bundles is making to their organization. Um, So just today, I received an email from one of our partners, Ronald McDonald House, Mm -hmm. that said, you know, she sent me a copy of their August newsletter where they featured Baby Bundles. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, they, they are appreciative. And it sounds as though you're appreciative for them as well. Yes. So I'm curious, what is, what's the hope for Baby Bundles? Is there a six or 12-month plan or is there a goal that you have in mind for future growth or just touching more lives? Or is the number right now, I mean, it sounds like you're, you're really touching a lot of lives right now and you've got a full plate and perhaps it's to sustain that. But is there a hope to one day have a Baby Bundles in, in my neighborhood and in other neighborhoods across the country? You know, from time to time, I get a call from someone in another state and they are, they found out about what we do and they are interested in starting that in their community. And, um, you know, I love when it's a model that can be easily replicated and it can be small or it can be big. So I know that there are some similar organizations in South Carolina, Ohio, and Tennessee, and California at this point. We have, in 2019, we had a five-year strategic plan, and our goal is that by 2023, we are giving out 2,500 bundles. So every, every year, we want to expand the number of bundles that we give out. And as we give out more bundles, we are able to support more agencies. I have, up until this year, we had 15 community partners, but this year we added three additional partners. And I have a list of five more agencies who want to be a partner. So the board has chosen 
to limit the number of partners because we want to be able to serve the ones we have. But there are more waiting in the wings. It's really interesting. In the for-profit sector, we would take a model that works and we would figure out a way we can replicate it and monetize it and you know, do all those things to grow it to our benefit. Because at the, the end of the day, the, the goal of a for-profit business is the bottom line. <laughs> In nonprofit, if we have a good idea that works, we share it. And we support others who'd like to do something similar uh, in their state or their local community. So I love that um, there are other models in, you know, Tennessee, I think you said, South Carolina, Ohio, some other areas across the country. This model clearly works. And, you know, God willing, we'll have something like this in every state across the country because there are so many people who could benefit from the service that you are providing. This is just moving to hear about these mothers and not having the essential things they need for their child. So if um, if anyone's listening here today and likes this, this idea, and I'm, I'm sure our, our community clearly will, but if there is a need in your community, uh, not to put too much more on your plate, but I would, I would suggest you reach out to Paula and talk about this because it is having a profound impact in North Carolina and could in your community as well. Absolutely. We have uh, on our website, there is a, it's info at babybundlesnc.org is an email, general email, and they are always, I welcome them to, to reach out. I'm glad to talk to anyone and share um, our experiences. Uh, one thing that I haven't talked about is we receive donations other than dollars. I like dollars because we, uh, because we can buy wholesale. You know, if someone if someone goes to Target and buys a pair of baby pajamas, they're probably going to spend $12.99. I can buy five or six pair for $12.99. And so their money goes a lot farther uh, when it's a donation. But sometimes, you know, people want to, they want to have a fundraiser and they want to buy clothes. Um, you know, one time we had a group, which I just thought this was wonderful when, um, Harry and Megan were expecting, uh, their first baby, they had a baby shower. And instead of buying for Harry and Megan, uh, they bought items and brought to the baby shower and everybody wore fascinators and we had a baby shower. Oh, that's fun. Uh, that's cool. You know, you know, baby bundles. <laughs> uh, but, you know, newborns often don't even wear uh, outfits that they receive because they outgrow them before they ever get around to it. So often I have people who say, you know, I have some baby clothes that are just in excellent shape and they will donate them to us. We go through them and, um, you know, anything that if it has any kind of discoloration or stain or anything like that, we, we put it out for the partners to just take and use 
you know, as they want. But we supplement in our bundles with gently used items. And so that's another way that people are able to participate in in giving. That's great. So for our listeners, please visit the website. And it sounds like there's multiple ways they can support the organization, not only with a monetary gift, but with a gift in kind. I wish I had asked about that earlier because it's not always about the monetary support. There are other ways to support an organization. And if you don't have the means or, in this case, if you don't have um, any gently used baby clothes, just sharing the message of baby bundles with your friends and family, spreading the word, raising awareness about the good work is really invaluable, which kind of takes me, do you have a a message that you'd like to share with our community? I always ask my guests this, you know, obviously you come with a tremendous amount of nonprofit experience, came to this organization that's near and dear to your heart, and you're doing such fantastic work and sounds like you've learned a lot from it. Is there a parting message you'd like to share with the Difference Makers community? Well, that we can all make a difference. It doesn't have to be big in order to have an impact. We're a testament to that, that we started small and we wouldn't be able to reach everybody that we do without the help of others. And, you know, one story that I'll, that I would like to tell you is every year, Um, One of the schools, for several years, they have four kindergarten classes, and they come, each class comes one Monday during a month, and those kids all help make a bundle. Well, we had a, a young man who, when he was in kindergarten, his class had come and volunteered, and in 2019, I had a message from his mother. He was in third grade at that time. And he has a podcast himself, and he had made COVID kits and had put back a portion and wanted to donate to baby bundles. So he made a $200 donation from his sales of COVID kits. Oh, that's awesome. And so he was a child who had volunteered in kindergarten, and then those few years later, he still donates to baby bundles. So everybody can make a difference. He was inspired and now he's inspiring others. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This is Difference Makers and you, Paula, you are a true difference maker. I appreciate you taking the time to share your story with our community and thank you for making a difference through your inspiring work. Well, thank you for helping me get our message out. I appreciate it. My pleasure. On behalf of Difference Makers Global Community, I want to thank you for listening. And if you'd like to learn more about today's guest, visit differencemakers.org. There you'll find a dedicated page for each of our Difference Makers and a link to their charity's website, where you can learn more about their inspiring work and support the mission. And for our readers out there, I have two books that I wrote that I'd love for you to check out, Crossing America for a Cure and Running the Coast for a Cure. These books chronicle charity adventures I did in honor of my niece, Jenna, who was born with a rare neurological disorder called Sturge-Weber syndrome. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com, and all profits from book sales are donated to Sturge-Weber Research. Thanks again for listening, and remember, in each of us is the power to make a difference.